the Puppet News Service Stella Newscast, February the 16th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. A new poll finds in Arizona an overwhelming majority believes increasing the number of adults with college degrees, certificates, and credentials would help many people reach a better quality of life and prevent economic hardship. Rich Nickel heads Education Forward Arizona, the group that commissioned the poll. He adds most Arizonans support the Achieve 60AZ goal of at least 60% of working-age adults completing education beyond high school by the year 2030. So what that means is for the state to reach that goal, we need to produce about 500,000 new degrees, certificates, and credentials over the next six years or so. Nickel says currently the state is hurtling toward what he calls an attainment cliff, with fewer than half of Arizona students continuing their education after high school. But he calls it remarkable that 86% of Arizona voters across the spectrum support the Achieve 60 AZ goal and encourages policymakers to view education as a solution, not a problem in their funding decisions. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. The group found that increasing the number of people who continue their education beyond high school by 20% would result in an additional $5 billion a year to the state's economy. Meantime, Donald Trump's hush money trial will go ahead as scheduled with jury selection starting March 25th. A New York judge ruled Thursday turning aside demands for delay from the former president's defense lawyers who argued it would interfere with his campaign to retake the White House. That from the Associated Press. And immigrants whose cases are heard in Omaha's immigration court are often denied their due process rights. That's according to an ACLU Nebraska report. Details now from Deborah Van Fleet. Data was collected from more than 500 pre-trial hearings. Due process violations included judges not informing people of their rights more than 80% of the time. And interpretation services were almost always provided in Spanish rather than an individual's preferred language. Report lead author Dylan Severino stresses these are violations of immigrants' legal rights. We saw a lot of evidence that many of them weren't given proper access to the procedural due process rights that our Constitution guarantees. And we're talking about life or death here sometimes with asylum. People are being sent back to countries where they're scared they're going to be killed. Other concerns include the extremely short duration of most pretrial hearings, typically under four minutes, and that roughly 20% of the immigrants didn't have an attorney. Severino says universal representation could be a solution. At least 55 jurisdictions in 21 states have implemented universal representation. This is Public News Service. Next, we head to Connecticut, where today is the final public hearing for ratepayers to comment on two proposed rate increases for gas utilities. Connecticut Natural Gas and Southern Connecticut Natural Gas filed for rate increases in 2023. CNG wants to boost company revenues by $20 million with a one-year rate plan beginning November 1st. SCG is looking for something similar to raise revenues by $41 million. John Erlinghauser with AARP Connecticut says if these are approved, customers would be hit beyond their gas use. Connecticut Natural Gas wants to raise their customer service charge from $18 to $21.25. Southern Connecticut Gas wants to go from $15.64 to $21.25. And we find that to be outrageous, particularly because they'll be paying that increase before they even turn on the heater. He notes this affects conservation efforts as well, since people are going to pay more before using their appliances. Even state officials aren't happy about the proposed increase. In a statement, Attorney General William Tong said they'd be too much for families to pay. 
I'm Edwin J. Vieira. The energy data company Energy Sage finds Connecticut residents spend around $283 a month on electricity. That is 61% higher than the national average. Next, our Eric Tigetoff reports parents often struggle to secure after-hours child care. Advocates want Washington state lawmakers to increase incentives for businesses to provide this service. The Department of Children, Youth, and Families is requesting funds to increase the bonus to $500 a month for facilities that provide care before 6 a.m., after 6 p.m., and on the weekends. Alejandra Alarcon owns three Spanish immersion daycare facilities east of Seattle. She says it's hard to find people to work non-traditional hours. Handling the expenses and the payroll and all the things that we need to have for running the daycare and can give the service that the families need. Lawmakers are expected to release their budgets next week. The legislative session ends March 7th. Finally, Wisconsin is part of a movement to reduce livestock emissions by converting manure into energy sources. Anaerobic digesters create biogas by removing methane from livestock waste. The gas can then be used for electricity, heat, or vehicle fuel. Supporters say the process limits methane from reaching the atmosphere. The USDA's REAP program helps fund these projects on farms in Wisconsin and elsewhere. Andy Olson with the Environmental Law and Policy Center says the jury's still out on the effectiveness of digesters, and he urges the USDA to keep science in mind when considering these projects. There's how things work on paper, and then there's how things work on the ground. And there's a lot of space in between the two. Olson says the industry still needs to overcome challenges like methane leaks. I'm Mike Moen. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for ending your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported. Here's on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.